0: The Grizzlies stifle the Lakers offense, the Jazz roll to their sixth straight win, and Miles Turner wants to be more than a role player. All on today's Locked On NBA. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want or need, and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. You are Locked On NBA. Daily NBA Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On NBA. We have a great show for you today. I'm Wes Goldberg here with Adam Ades, however you may be listening, YouTube, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Let's jump right in. The Utah Jazz won their sixth straight game Thursday night uh, with a 118-96 to 96 win against the Philadelphia 76ers. Eight Jazz players scored in double figures, including Donovan Mitchell, who scored a game-high 22 points, and Rudy Gobert, who finished with 17 points and 21 rebounds. The Jazz took a modest uh, 61-54 to lead into halftime, but pulled away in the second half with a balance of inside and outside scoring, which has basically been their formula all season. 16 of their 27 points in the third quarter came in the paint, and then Jordan Clarkson's three in the fourth quarter gave them their commanding 18-point lead with seven minutes left. Meanwhile, Joel Embiid scored just six points in the the entire second half as Utah pulled away. Adam, this was just a dominant effort by a Jazz team that now has quietly earned the third-best record in the league thanks to the six-game win streak.
1: Yeah, six game win streak. And I'm looking at it here. It's actually 10 of 12. So it even extends beyond that, just in terms of how they've sort of got rolling and and got their season going. There was a moment there right before this streak started where you thought, man, they're kind of, they look a little clunky or is it getting stale? Is there something wrong with the team? But now they're really rolling. And this is an impressive win. Philadelphia have been playing good basketball, even as shorthanded as they've been. They've been very good. So to go on the road and get that one, and especially, as you mentioned, to limit Joel Embiid so much in the second half, that's an impressive uh, impressive outing.
0: Yeah, Embiid had one of those classic Joel Embiid highlight reel moments in the first half. You kind of double cross the Sun-White side in that first half. You're like, oh boy, here we go. Joel Embiid is going to get the better of Rudy Gobert, but Gobert just... Held his own. Hassan Whiteside. Outside of that, kind of also held his own a little bit. Um, and uh, Utah now, um, you know, they've got depth. They're versatile. They're they're rolling on these opponents. They're they're in this win streak, Adam. They're 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 beating opponents by an average of fifteen point one points per game. They have the second best point differential in the NBA behind, obviously, the Warriors. Um, and they have a three and a half game lead on the Grizzlies uh, for that third spot in the West. Right. It just feels yeah. like they have now sort of uh, separated themselves and kind of included themselves in that upper crust of not just the Western Conference, but the NBA along with uh, Phoenix and Golden State.
1: By every metric, when you look out West, you see three teams that are in a just different tier than everybody else. And now you're starting to see it in the standings. And by the way, again, 10 games ago, I thought maybe Utah wasn't quite in that tier at the top, but now they're they're back to playing Mm -hmm. that. I will say, I don't know how much I know Miami was a bubble team a couple years ago. You paid close attention to this. You look around, especially the Western Conference right now, and I see the Suns, I know they've been dealing with Devin Booker with a hamstring injury, Mm -hmm. but they've been mostly healthy. And you look at the uh, Golden State Warriors, they started the season without clay, but outside of that, been mostly healthy, Utah mostly healthy. I do wonder, this is the season that's really brought to the forefront how much health matters, because every team out West outside of those teams is dealing with not just like, little bumps and bruises, but major season-long affecting injuries. And not to take anything away from them, but I think you're starting to see momentum for the teams that have had the same unit night after night.
0: Yeah, they, we've right. kind of seen these same teams in that top part of the Western Conference. It's the three we were talking about, plus you know the Denver Nuggets, but they are dealing with injuries. You've got uh, the LA Clippers, who obviously are right. without Kawhi. The Lakers have just been. There's a lot of things going on with the Lakers. We'll talk right. about them later, but certainly but injuries, injuries have been a factor. Too. Yep. Um, and so it's sort of that group that it, it's it's the the survival of the fittest, so to speak, right? It's like this group that is being healthy, that is being able to maintain their spot, and we'll see. Like I don't know. That these teams are running like the runaway favorites in the Western Conference. I still think if some of these teams get healthy, these other teams that we were just talking right. about, they can make a run for it. They can have an upset in the first round, second round, whatever it might be. Um, but the other part of this for the Jazz is it's not. I, I, I there's parts of them that you just like, like, all right, like this is it the same old Utah Jazz? But Donovan Mitchell right. has been he, he he goes on these runs every once in a while in the season, and he's on one of them right now. He did, he only had 22 tonight, but before that he. had – uh been in four straight he had scored yep. 30 plus in four straight games. Yep. I I think they need him to take that sort of leap for them to be like, like for him to be a top 15 kind of guys type of score. Uh like in that Devin Booker type of range for them to get to that
1: level to like real contender level. I are we seeing that leap now? We might be. I mean here's the thing D- Mitchell scored 50 points twice in a playoff series just a couple years ago. He's he right. was really good even then. David Locke host of locked on jazz he really has sold me on this idea about Utah, but it's really an idea for basketball in general. We've had four different champions in four straight years. Now, first time that's happened in 50 years in the NBA. We might be in the era of parity, at at least at the very top. And more than anything, I think when you're a good team, just keep your hat in the ring. And I think you look at a team like Utah when they've bowed out of the playoffs in the first round and then the second round the last two years, and you think, oh, they're flawed. It might just be that, hey, you just got to buy a ticket. And if you're good enough to compete, you get a break here or there and you make it through Utah. I think by no means in these last years have been like a fatally flawed. They just can't get over the hump team. And now, even if they haven't made a leap, if they aren't meaningfully better, they might just have a better route to the finals and, and and ultimately to winning a championship. Cause I do think they probably are good enough to do it. And I I don't necessarily think that anything major has to change.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, people just think like, all right, on paper, are they the best team? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. But uh, like, just get a ticket, right? That's what the Bucs yep. did last year. I think everybody's thinking exactly. like Brooklyn were healthy, the Bucs win that. Right. The Heat get in that bubble and they make a couple moves at the trade deadline and nobody was picking the Heat, but it was right. just the right circumstance for them to get to the finals. Um, I don't know. Like I, I think the Jazz, the way that they play, it's a tough matchup for Golden State. We've seen Phoenix's top players get injured in the, in, in the big moments. Chris Paul, all these guys. I don't know. Maybe it's all it's going to take is a ticket. I thought when you said – uh David Locke sold you on something. I thought you were going to start talking about uh, screen assists again. I'm glad you
1: did. Definitely not. Definitely not. I one other thing, though, that means mentioned is part of this rise for the Utah Jazz coincides with um, Rudy Gay entering Mm. the rotation, getting healthy, and now being a part of it. And, you know, I know at least people in Utah are very high on, hey, that was a subtle piece, a small piece, but kind of ties everything together. So far, the record bears that out. I don't know if I can contribute it to him, but it's at least they're winning since that's happened.
0: Let's go now to San Antonio where the Spurs beat the Nuggets 123 to 111. This was a tight game until sort of midway through that fourth quarter when the Spurs used an 8-2 to two run uh, led by Derek White and Lonnie Walker to turn a five-point lead into an 11-point lead uh, with about five minutes left. Derek White was just awesome in this game, finishing uh, with 23 points. Walker scored seven of his 21 points in the fourth quarter. Adam, what did you make of this game?
1: Uh, This was a game where Denver is, I think, on their sixth of a seven-game road trip that was preceded by a, a little West Coast road trip uh, and then will be followed by another road trip quickly. So Denver, I think, 11 of 14 of their games on the road in the month of December. So this was, I think, a schedule loss for Denver, you know, second night of a back-to-back coming in from New Orleans. Um, You saw... A lot of guys struggle, especially in the fourth quarter. Denver gets out-rebounded by 21 points in this game. Uh, Jakob Hurdle owned the offensive glass. He had six boards. The the Spurs as a team had 14. Um, And San Antonio just shot the ball very well, 15-35, 43% from the three-point line, dominated the boards, dominated the three-point line. That's usually a recipe to success.
0: Yes, it is. All right, coming up: Are the Lakers too casual? But first, let's talk about true bill from forgotten free trials to automatic renewals. When big companies keep charging you true bills, your secret weapon to save you money on subscriptions you don't need. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts, and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so that you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users that has helped save them over $100 million. So don't fall. Subscription scam. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now, truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands of dollars a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. All right, thank you for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, so please do subscribe. Uh, let's go now to Memphis, where the Grizzlies handed the Lakers uh, a loss, beating them 108-95, to a great win for the Grizz, who have now won six of their last seven games. They were led by Jaron Jackson Jr.'s 25 points, got 23 energetic points. Desmond Bain and used a nine to two run to open the fourth quarter and pull away and win by double digits. Uh, yes, this is a good win for the Grizzlies, Adam. But uh, they and, and they held the Lakers to less than one hundred points uh, for the first time in the Lakers' last twelve games. But the story here, as always, is the Lakers and uh, Adam. I just, I guess, what stood out to me. Was LeBron James shaking his head at missed defensive assignments from his teammates, slumping his shoulders in response to the team's 22 turnovers? Um, we're going to talk about all this, but first, here's Andy Kamenetsky of Locked On Lakers with more.
1: Kamenetsky co-host of Locked On Lakers podcast and whatever momentum the Lakers thought they might have had uh, building up after Tuesday's very decisive win over Boston. Went away in a hurry. 108 95 loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. A lot of areas that you can point to, but the biggest reason, without question, turnovers. The Lakers turned the ball over 22 times, gave up 27 points in the process. Memphis actually gave up 21 points of their own off turnovers. So you got to really want it to lose that particular battle. Like that is just straight up incompetence in terms of taking care of the ball and also trying to alleviate the mistakes when you don't take care of the ball a lot more to get into so make sure you are subscribing to the locked on lakers youtube channel and that you are making locked on lakers your first listen wherever you get your podcasts
0: after the game uh head coach frank vogel said there was just too much of a casualness to our approach adam can the lakers really afford to be casual right now
1: uh yes only because everybody in the west as we just mentioned outside of those three teams everybody is in the exact same you know situation it's actually funny listening to all the different lockdown shows right now because you know here obviously i'm following the nuggets team and like oh man they're just bad break after bad break can't get any traction then you listen to the clippers and it's oh what all the bad breaks lakers same thing everybody so yeah. can they afford to they can't afford